Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Aquila podcast. This is week nine. So we're on episode nine, and this is this episode is going to be a lot of science, sciencey terms, but it'll be a good educational one. And we're going to talk about the science behind fat loss. Now everyone knows, so it is tough to lose fat. A lot of people want to lose, a lot, want to lose body fat. So we're here. We're here to tell you how to do how that actually happens in the body. So in order to do that, you have to be in a calorie deficit first. So Randall, how do you be, how, do, how does your body become in a calorie deficit? So I think the first thing people need to figure out is how many calories does their body burn naturally and how much you're exercising per week and then kind of calculating how much calories total after calculating both of those that you burn a week. And then you do that on top of you wanting to calculate the amount of food you would consume on average a weekly basis. So you every day you kind of track every meal. So you kind of put those together and then that's where you kind of start. And usually the easiest way is you just want to kind of take a handful of calories. So well, how, how many, how many calories a day, if you're going, you're starting your caloric deficit, is it a percentage or do you kind of just have a good number of maybe like a hundred or 200 calories? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. So I guess with most people, like when I, I used to count calories, I don't really anymore. Cause I know for a fact, like I'm, eating less than I, than I burn off. I use my Apple watch. Like that's another good thing people should have is Apple watch or Fitbit to count the calories you actively burn. So um, I guess you should just watch how much you burn throughout the day and log in your calories. Yeah. Um, so once you, they know that uh, how much they uh, have on an average basis, what do you think is a good starting point? So uh, caloric deficit is basically starting to consume uh less calories than you're used to on a weekly basis so say you consume 3000 now you make it your goal to only consume 2750 a day so you're two, consuming 250 less every day mm-hmm. and by the end of the week that's do the math on 18 1750 or something like that so by the end of the week you consume 1750 calories less than you would normally would so over time gradually you're going to eventually start to lose some fat tissue because of the amount of calories you're not consuming anymore. Yeah. And your body is using the extra excess fat to use that as energy to su- support your body. So if you like, it's t- it is harder to lose one pound a week. People think it's so easy to like, Oh, I should probably lose weight or like 10 pounds in a few months. And that's, that's pretty hard to do. Um, Cause it's 3,500 calories per one pound of fat. Um, so they would have to like burn about 500 calories per day or be in a deficit of 500 calories per day, which you can do, but you have to be careful though, especially like you should probably yeah. consult the dietitian before you do that. Cause that's kind of a, yeah, it's a steep, there's a difference. Yeah. So they, it'd probably be like, I don't know how you would normally do it if you were to recommend it to someone like generally, but that's why when they, they should probably calculate their, um, like I think the way I've never actually personally had it, too much experience coaching someone myself one-on-one is more so like stuff that i've read studied yeah. and kind of learned versus actually doing just because the athletes that i've trained with are more already kind of like the athletes that athletes are just ready to go you know i don't really mm-hmm. have to like get them to that point so usually i would i would assume for myself that 
they it would probably be best for them, maybe percentage based, just because say someone already only consumes two thousand calories a day, like and they they don't really exercise that much. So two thousand calories is just kinda like what they consume on a daily basis. So like you said, it's a five hundred drop, like two thousand to fifteen hundreds a pretty steep drop. Yeah, especially like like that is that's not enough calories, honestly. Fifteen hundred, unless you're gonna do like a really, like a big cut. Like I guess like I would do that because I'm not like I'm not overweight. Like I'm pretty like a I'm good build right now. But if I want to like get super cut, like, well below ten percent body fat, yeah. that's like that's that's a, that's really hard to do. So you probably have to do that. When, what's your a total shock to the body? They'll be like, whoa, this is not cool. So they use more of the your fat storages. And then you'll be super cut, which isn't the healthiest thing, but bodybuilders do it for like shows and stuff like that. But, um, definitely, well, I would assume like maybe a. I would probably start them off maybe like at a ten percent, whatever their starting diet's at, because like what what's ten yeah. percent? So if you're consuming roughly three thousand calories naturally already a day, three ten percent is three hundred. So now you drop down twenty seven hundred. You get used to that 2,700, maybe you drop down another 300 calories after a month or two. Kind of just progress. That's probably the best way I'd recommend it to someone is you don't want to, like, change your lifestyle so harshly where you're not going to be able to maintain it for a consistent amount of time. That's why when people, like, go, like, uh, they think of a diet, they automatically think salads. I can't eat anything good at all anymore. But if you just take away most of the... If you like take away most of the bad things but keep some of the good things, just start there and mm-hmm. then get used to that. Then maybe you could transition to like taking all the bad things away eventually, but try not to take it all away all at once. Yeah. They should at first I think like usually people that are like overweight, they eat more than three thousand calories a day because you really don't need that much. Especially to like the processed food and overeating. Um they should probably track what they like count the calories what they do without changing a diet yet and see how many calories they've been eating already and be like, Oh, that's a pretty big number. So you try to see where you, how much you want to cut out. And then just, over time, once you also exercise and cut out some, maybe some, you have like ice cream every day, cut that out, something like that. Or like eat like cheesesteaks or greasy stuff, fast food all the time, cut that out. And then you'll see a big difference. How many calories you don't need. So I'm brain farting here. What's the off the top of your head? Do you remember the term like uh, the amount of calories the body burns off naturally every day? Resting metabolic rate. Mass resting metabolic rate. All right, that's the word I've been looking for this past five minutes. But yeah, <laughs> so you um, have that right. So we'll get into like more specific for them. So let's say the resting me- your resting metabolic rate is you burn two thousand calories naturally. That's your body doing it. You can be a couch potato, and your body will burn that on its own. Yeah. But you are consuming 2,500 calories every day. So that's a surplus of 500 calories a day. So Matt could do the math for you if he wants to. But essentially, by the end of the week, you consumed 3,500 calories of surplus, which is, I don't know how many pounds of fat, but... It's, it's a one pound of fat. 3,500 is one pound of fat? Yeah. So there, so just in that one week, by you doing a surplus of 500 pound, calories a day, you basically gain one pound of fat in just one week and if you progress that through a month that's four pounds if you progress that through a whole year that's looking upwards of 50 pounds if roughly like 
everyone's buys a little different, but if yeah. you follow that formula, that's essentially how the progress goes. And if you follow a lifestyle of that sort, then you can see in like a year or two, you went from 50 pounds, gained this one year, and then you gained another 50 pounds. So in two years, you gained 100 pounds, and then you're kind of just going to spiral down. Yeah, that's pretty wild. <laughs> wow. And that's just eating 500 extra calories a day than you burn consistently. And that's, that's how fast it could happen. So what you could do or so the way people usually pro calculate it is you have 22,000 calories. Um, if you just want to stay neutral, you, all you have to do is burn that extra 500 calories through exercise, right. To get to move yeah. your diet and you kind of, that's how you kind of maintain. Yeah. Like if you just, if you want to maintain, you just have to burn as much as you eat and you're stagnant. Nothing, nothing changes, obviously. So from there, there's two ways they could do it. They could either, if they're consuming 2,500 on average, resting metabolic rates, 2,000, and then they burn 500 off the exercise they do currently. So that's balancing each other out. So two options they could do is you could either exercise even more. Mm -hmm. At some point, you can only exercise so much till it's actually bad for you. Yeah. Or then that's where we recommend you just eating less to go into that caloric deficit. Yeah, just eat cleaner. Like, like you don't need to have heavy, like dense calorie type food. Just have like lean chicken, rice, vegetables, and you can have it's. You'll be full more with more protein, obviously, and have less. You'll consume less calories, and then you work out. Um, I'm curious, Matt. How uh, how many do you have? You ever ever tracked how many calories you burn? Like you have the watch, so have you? What's the most amount of calories you've seen yourself burn? Or that even if it's not on the watch, like you just know by maybe something you've done at the gym or whatever. Because I mean, I've never counted my calories as far as what I burned through exercise. I just never had to worry about it, so I never did. But I, since you had the watch, what's the, like the biggest number you've seen without trying too hard? If that makes sense. Without trying too hard. Like um, yeah, just like a normal workout without you like trying to like push yourself. Because I would because I I just want like a uh, ballpark because. On those days you do push yourself, I don't think that could be sustained on a daily basis, you know? Yeah, that's a good question. Like, so what I do, I work out five to six times a week. Yeah. And uh, usually when I work out, I do something that's something to challenge me. Maybe it won't be as challenging as the day before, but I'll do something that's hard. And usually I'll burn between 1,000 to three, a thousand to 1,300 wow. per day. And like, which is like, it's good because I'm, I'm a bigger guy. Help so burn more calories. So, for example, if I'm say on Sundays, I do nothing Sundays. I do, I sit on the couch, and I watch football, and you know have a few drinks. And that's what I do. I don't I do any exercise, and I still burn about five to six hundred just sitting on the couch and doing nothing. That's active calories. Okay. So yeah, that's a good thing when like people don't realize when they're if, when you work out, you, even if you're a couch potato on your rest days because your body's recovering. It's actually burning more calories if someone compared to like someone sitting on their couch and never working out, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like I have like the more lean muscle mass you have, your body's still burning more calories to keep that muscle mass up, uh, maintain it. But of course, if you don't work out and you stop doing that, then that will go away pretty quick. Yeah. But you being couch potatoes, you just being couch potato. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, wow. A thousand to 1300 without you like really trying. Without really trying. And the days, like, if I do a crazy workout, like, I've done a workout where it's, like, an hour 
to an hour and fifteen. You're doing of, like, That's the stuff you like nowadays. Yeah, and that's that's the, the so since I got my watch in, I got it in June. So yeah, I'm pretty consistent with it. But the most I've burned in one day is eighteen hundred and seventy. Wow. And that 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 was a hard day though. Like I was consistently moving a lot. Like I did work out with my clients, and then I did a really hard workout, then a walk, and then something else. Maybe standing more often, walking around. So it's not easy. Like it really isn't easy to uh, burn a lot of calories. So I, I try to raise my goal so I can push myself more. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely a good tool to use, especially if you want to lose weight and and or gain weight too. Wow. That's actually impressive. So, what? So that that's probably like the hard thing, though. Like, I would say you're a decent, you're a good athlete. Where, like, that you burn, you attempting to burn a thousand plus calories a day is like kind of second nature to you nowadays, just because your body yeah. in that kind of shape. But someone trying to get into that shape, they might not be able to burn that much, or it'd be a lot harder for their the exertion, their perceived effort would like be ten times more than what you feel, just because they aren't to your fitness level yet that's a um, really good point really good point because i wanted to for a second there think that oh matt's burning a thousand like you can still eat pretty well like you don't have to watch what you're eating too much and still be at a caloric deficit if you're burning that many calories but people also have to remember that someone might not be the slimmest guy but they can be really fit so then your activity level you your ability to perform all these exercises and burn this many calories is almost second nature to you so it's not as easy as you think you have to still work up to that fitness level too yeah like i've been i feel like i'm i'm definitely health healthier since quarantine started like it's like definitely a lot of people either you maintained your weight didn't nothing changed or you people gained a lot of weight and didn't go to the gym for a long time or worked out at home and some people are starting all over again so you gotta be careful uh don't be discouraged you're not seeing yourself burn a lot of calories immediately you'll get there the more muscle mass you have, or the more muscle mass you'll gain, you'll see more calories burned. So it'll be easier to be in a deficit. All right. So that's like the base. That's the, like the simplest ways we could explain all of it. But just to like back it up with like science here, I, I'm going to have to apologize to the crowd for being out of school for four years now. And a lot of these terms have slipped my mind. But luckily we have Matt here, Matt the professor, to teach us some biology and anatomy physiology so the first term we have here met glycogenolysis glycogenolysis there it is yeah what's that about man tell me teach me please so i had to do some i had to brush off some of the textbooks and research a bit but it just didn't come off the top of your head easily right away yeah but i still remember like once i read i'm like oh i know this so after say you exercise and diet and you're doing consistently you see yourself losing your weight or losing fat so how is that happening so we're gonna go step by step of how that happens so the first step is glycogenolysis and what that is is when you're not eating or you're exercising more your body needs glucose for fuel right that's how you move around so this process is of uh the process of this is your body breaking down glycogen and that's from your glycogen storages. And that's basically like calories you consume. It's, it's fuel and or carbs. So, yeah, you, you break it down from the storages and it turns into glucose for fuel for your body. 
So that's step one. So the next step is lipolysis. And that's, um, this is the process where your body breaking down fats, AKA triglycerides into glycerol and fatty acids. So triglycerides are one thing of fatty or one thing of glycerol and three chains of fatty acids. So when that happens, the fatty acids are broken down into glucose energy from the process of gluconeogenesis. So after lipolysis, gluconeogenesis is a process of, it occurs, first of all, it occurs in the liver and kidney. So it's happening a lot in the body. It's, it's a pretty complicated and multi-step process, but uh, I'll try to explain it as easy as possible. <laughs> um, so the gist of it is, it's the synthesis of glucose from non-sugar precursors. So like those are substrates such as lactates, pyruvates, and uh, some leftover carbon from the glucogenic amino acids. And so, so that's, yeah, so that's, that's what happens. Then once that, so that's like what happens to the fat pretty much. Like it's all over the place. Yeah. Then it goes to the Krebs cycle or the citric acid cycle. If you remember that. And that's how your body gets rid of it. So when exercising, the fatty acids are converted by beta oxidation into acetyl-CoA, which enters the Krebs cycle, citric acid cycle, and then is oxidized into carbon dioxide, and then you breathe it out. So essentially, we breathe out fat. So I thought that was kind of cool to know. It's a big process, biochemistry, but it's cool. I like learning about it. Yeah, like that's like that's important because like, this, the way we make it sound simply, like, that doesn't exist without, like, the technical uh, technical science part of it, you know? It's just, like, it, it's, it's good best to make things easy for people to understand, but, like, you can't, it doesn't get there without the science, if that makes sense. You have to, like, that has to exist before you can make it simple. Yeah, science And if is no cool. one ever remembers, like, the science behind it, then everyone's just going to be considering all these quick tips or like the simple terms like myths at that point without like something to back it up. Yeah. Um, so let's thank Matt for giving us a little science lesson there. No and problem. Making us make it. And just like, we know what we're talking about. He knows what he's talking about. I forgot what I'm talking about, but I still know the simple stuff. He knows it. So that's what I think about when I'm working out, like working out heavy, breathing hard. You're like, Oh, I'm just, I'm breathing out fat. So, hey, that's what maybe uh, something to keep in the back of your mind when you're working out. You're like, heck, yeah, you know, working my body, losing my glycerol and (laughs) fatty acids. No one thinks about that. But, so, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, so to wrap up, um, basically on a 3,500 calories equals a pound. So, if you're – you can do the math when you're doing your caloric deficit, but – that's gonna like that takes a while. Like it's not just gonna happen right away. Yeah, like, like we said before, it takes months to lose considerable amount of weight. You so if be your consistent. goal is maybe a good a goal could be, let's start off easy, three pounds a month. Let's yeah, just start there, and you could you could progress more as you get better. But three pounds a month, and you want to lose thirty pounds. That's basically ten months right there. So it's not gonna be that's. People just, you guys just have to remember that it's not going to happen overnight and you're going to have to stick with it if that's yeah. really what you want to accomplish. Yeah, and that's 10,500 calories in a month deficit, which is completely doable. Another cool thing about an Apple Watch is they have different challenges a month and 
in September, there was a challenge where, um, it like first like it's a computer, of course, and it does calculations how much you burn all the time. And my challenge for myself was to burn thirty one thousand five hundred in one month. So that's really cool to do. Definitely uh, something to keep in mind. It's a and it's a cool challenge to do. I did it. It wasn't easy. That's for sure. You had to work out consistently, but it's possible. Anyone can lose weight. All right. I think hey, anything else you want to add for this episode, Matt? Uh, no, I think I said, uh, my <laughs> you said a lot. You did <laughs> a lot of good stuff. Yeah. Okay. It was a good episode and in- informational. Uh, thank you, Randall. Thank you, Matt. You, you carried that one with the science part. We needed that today. It ain't much, but it's, it's honest work. <laughs> All right, everyone. You have a safe week and the COVID is back on the rise. So take care of yourselves. Stay safe, everyone.